chats and cheers, life, pop culture, and everything in between. Plus, we're dishing out unsolicited advice that we wish we were told when we were younger. Everyone's welcome here. We're going to pour another glass of wine, put out the charcuterie board. So grab your drink, sit back, and relax. How many movies have we seen growing up that it appears on its face to be the perfect relationship, but then it ends up being so problematic, especially when we get older and we're like, and we've been seen a lot and we're thinking, oh my God, how are we drawn in by this? Was it just the pretty faces of the actors or the story? And this morning, bright and early, 9 a.m., what do we do? I mean... I made her watch The Notebook. Christy <laughs> made me watch The Notebook that I had successfully avoided for decades. So that is our first movie in our, I guess, roasting or no, not roasting. We're discussing what do we think? How does this fit in relationship dynamics? Is this healthy? Is this not healthy? Can we just not help ourselves just because we just love a good romantic trope? So. Let me just, let's just get started. How did, what did you think about this movie? Finally, having seen it 15, how many years later? Surprisingly, I liked it. Mm -hmm. And I know that this movie had a lot of, it was a love or hate type thing. I typically don't like Nicholas Spark because I think romantic story, I want a Mm rom-com. I want fluff and his stories have the gambit of emotions. Mm -hmm. Did I think that there were some very huge red flags? Yes. Did it stop (laughs) me from enjoying the very romantic parts? Absolutely not. (laughs) But for you, what was the biggest thing that bothered you the most about this movie? Well, that this relationship was built on such toxicity and it's interesting i found myself years ago i've always found myself loving the younger people's story much better than the older people's story but now that's kind of switched i am all for the elderly people's their love story in this that carousel scene always gets me now and i'm thinking you want to go out with somebody that's great but don't go to lengths of threatening suicide just to go out with somebody That's not the basis of a healthy relationship, at least what I would say. He uses the manipulation to get a date. Yes. Which is just toxic. And realistically, that should have been the end of the story because that would have been a healthy representation Mm -hmm. of what human dynamics should have been. Like you shouldn't have rewarded that crazy dangerous behavior. Yes, absolutely. But especially as the relationship grows, you see red flags everywhere. There's the fighting, but then they make up right away. But there's also violence thrown into those arguments. Yeah, because romantic movies, they can often present an idealized version of love and romance that doesn't reflect reality. Now, I understand with movies is there to facilitate escapism. Right. But... There, there was one scene where shortly after he's begging her to like go out on this date mm-hmm. with him. And he says, I'll be whatever you want for me. Tell me what you want. And I'm like, 
Oh, biggest red flag. If the Ferris yeah. wheel already hadn't been the 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 knife that just severed any communication and contact, that right there should have been the the final straw. It's like saying I'm change. I'll change for you. Yeah, and you're not getting a real relationship. Not mm-hmm. to say that it's necessarily for a nefarious purpose, but and you don't know. Asking for what you want. That's uh, that's two completely different things in my mind is there's one way where you say, I want X, Y, Z out of this relationship. But what you're talking about is definitely the, how can I change to please you? So you'll choose me. You're treading that fine line of, I'll, I will go out with you. I will be whoever you want. I will change myself mm-hmm. so that we can go out on this date because I saw you from across the room and I have claimed you. I don't even know your name. Well, no, he knows her name, but he knows nothing about her. Right. Right. Yeah. Especially with what you're saying in I'll change for you. That's a huge red flag in a relationship. Even if you have an idea of what you're looking for in a partner, we'll talk about that in another episode about checklists and what being clear about what you want in a relationship. But just, I'll just say you shouldn't have to have somebody change for you. You know, if they're growth oriented and they want to change, that's one thing that is wonderful. I'm hundred percent for that, but I do not want a partner who will say, I'm going to change for you just to please you and make you happy. And then completely lose themselves in the relationship and lose their identity. And then what happens if they break up? They lost that identity that they had. They only had this identity that they created for this relationship. And that's so problematic. Now, further on through the movie, you see the main character, the male main character. He matures. Mm -hmm. He he changes. He does that self growth, that self introspection, Mm -hmm. which kind of makes him a more likable character. Yeah, definitely. But he should be very lucky that women historically have overlooked all these red flags because of the off chance that you see potential. Yeah. Oh, especially in that scene uh, near the end when we were trying to figure out, oh, is she going to pick him? Is she not going to pick him? Where they're standing in the outside the car and he's saying, what do you want? And he keeps asking her repeatedly, what do you want? What do you want? Not what this person wants, not what that person wants. What do you want from your life? What do you want from her life? What that do you so want? Deep. That was, those were those moments where he, it endeared him. And you're like, Wow okay, he's kind of on the right track with that. But some of the other behaviors have been problematic. But I mean, it showed that he's done a lot of growth. She's in the same place. She's still 17. She is not that, what was it, seven years later? So, you know, in their mid-20s, he's done a lot of growth. And it seems like she's still in the same spot. She's still stuck in that, I have to marry this guy who is, you know, a proper breeding and this and that. And she's still stuck in this world. She hasn't really done much growth. She's gone to college. She has done stuff for the war effort. She was a nurse for the war. But I don't know how much personal growth that she has done to even deserve somebody like that. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I think by by the time where we're after the, the war, she has her boyfriend now, who then becomes her fiancé. She has then two male characters that are actually quite secure in themselves. Mm -hmm. 
And each one would bring their own benefits to her relationship. Yeah. And she is trapped in essence by family expectations, the 1940s expectation of the female gender roles, Mm -hmm. what, what you could expect to be and to do. I agree. Well, especially because it was around the time of the war and their priorities were different than say what we would deal with the, you know, today at a certain age, they need to be married. They need to be having children. And I think even just with the war happening, I think it gave them that perspective of saying, okay, this, this horrible thing happened mm-hmm. and we've all survived. We got to move on. We got to, you know, have this kind of, you know, this perfect life. Holy shit. Lon was a great partner to her trusting her when she's saying, Oh, I have to go. I need some space. I need this. I need that. And guess what? He gave it to her. And he said, go do what you need to do. I'm here for you. Go. Yeah. All he was ever asking for was, communication and I I do think that if she had said listen I saw this article I know that this is a very painful topic Mm -hmm. but I need to talk about this I think he would have been obviously nobody wants to hear that yeah he would have given her space the space to do it he would have handled it like an adult yes um he wouldn't have have had violent outbursts. He wouldn't mm-hmm. manipulate anything. He seemed like the calmer of the two. I mean, they would have. I didn't see them having the similar kind of argument that she would have had with Noah. Theirs were explosive arguments. I I also got the feeling now they didn't really develop that relationship or show mm-hmm. the development between the two of them. But I I know more than likely that she never actually brought herself into that relationship with Lon. Oh yeah, she was probably still holding carrying the torch for Noah this whole time. Uh, undoubtedly. Otherwise she wouldn't have uh like at the first time, the first thing she does when she sees the article, she's like crying in a bathtub with wine. <laughs> she gets up and she just goes. No plan, no nothing. And she just yeah. like shows up mm-hmm. at oh my God, why did I forget that Noah's uh, that's his name yeah. out of like the mansion that he like said that he was going to like fix up and buy for her mm-hmm. just like you could tell that she's just not she doesn't have a plan she doesn't have her her shit together at all no is that something you would have done in that young age um no no mm-hmm. only because that that's not my my nature like when when I make a commitment, I'm like, that's it. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that I can't empathize with the situation. Now, would you, what would you have done? If, say, I had somebody like that, like that uh, Noah character who you're saying, ah, what would you like in your house? And now he's, he listened to you, probably listened to what she said, built this beautiful dream house for her. It might have crossed my mind to run after him and, yeah. and just jump. Oh, you would have thought. Like, I would at least have thought about what if and then thought about actually doing it. Mm-hmm. And depending on how deep this connection was, I might have actually done it. I don't know. It, it just really depends on the circumstances. Maybe my younger years, I might have considered it at least. And if, even if I didn't, I would have regretted it for sure. Oh, speaking of like circumstances, I still can't believe that that mom saved the letters. You yes. Know, like, 
we, we were talking about this after the movie and you were like, oh my God, that's so sweet that, that she saved all, all the letters. And I'm like, no, that's a guilty conscience. Yes, I think she absolutely could see herself in Allie. And she was regretting the, dis- in one hand, sort of regretting the decision that she made to not go be with him, not to marry him and actually married Allie's father. But then again, she wouldn't have had the life that she had and she wouldn't have had Allie. So in one sense, she made the right decision, but at the same time, she was still questioning that. So I think she wanted to make sure that Allie had all the information at her disposal to be able to make the right decision for her. But was it the right decision? That That's still uh, a question. Well, I, I definitely think that the mom feels like she made the right decision because in 1940s as a woman, like no like you you could not stand on your own two feet so that doesn't mean that she doesn't feel in her heart that there wasn't a better like heart match Mm -hmm. the what if would always kill you i think Mm -hmm. what what if i had gone and taken this direction what would have happened and no, I think as every single letter that would come in, I'm sure she had a little level of regret saying, oh my God, what if this guy had done this for me? What would I have done? What should, what would I have done at the time? And I well, couldn't do know. anything. Maybe like the love interest of the mom did do that. Mm-hmm. And he, she just ignored it. Or grandfather, I think they were talking mm-hmm. about her grandfather did not approve of this. Maybe he saw letters coming in and just threw them away. Well, that was actually really liberal of the mom to do that. Absolutely. Because things were just so different. Mm-hmm. But I do think one of the reasons why the mom was much more open to this whole thing, and we, we see this whole scenario play out, is because Noah, he comes back from the war, he has his GI Bill, dad sells the house, and now he has money to buy this plantation. So mom's like, he has a nice house. He's mm-hmm. not, um, he's not necessarily working at what was it the the lumber yard or the mine i think it's the uh the lumber yard okay not to say that there's anything wrong with that but in 1940s mm-hmm. like as a woman you have to make sure that you're secure and taken care of Absolutely. so it's a totally different conversation at that point where mm-hmm. noah is in a different place to take care of their daughter you so- choose you pick mm-hmm. who you want yeah, that um, feels more like a 90s, early 2000s thing. Here, make your decision. I couldn't make this decision myself. Well, thank you for, like, opening that up because my <laughs> biggest passion <laughs> the entire movie was that this movie is set in the 1940s. And I kept on asking you, be like, what year is this movie? And you're mm-hmm. like, I think it's 40s. I'm like, that's not the 40s attire. Mm-hmm. This, this looks like the... 50s maybe and you're like no this is before the war there's there's a scene with the war yeah and then my my biggest thing and i'm yelling at the tv the (laughs) entire time they're just like they're they're like nicholas spark he is and i don't know if it's him i don't know if the the director added like flair and flavor into the movie Mm -hmm. um but the entire like summer they're like making out in public Yes. And like at one point she like runs up to him as they're coming out of the the lumber yard. He's finished with work and she just jumps into his arm and they have this huge PDA scene. I'm like, 
this would never happen in the 1940s. In front of all his co-workers and they're all cheering him on, but I'm thinking, no, you're you're right. I feel like they would have been a lot more subdued. You've even seen some of the old movies from that era. Closed mouth, very um, calm and sweet kisses. They would have been basically making out in front of his friends, at least not from what I understand from that yeah. time. You you are a good girl. Yes. You do not behave like that. That's like a tramp. That That's yeah. what they would call it, like a tramp uh-huh. or a slut the, or something. This is a, a bad girl. You do not bring that type of a girl home to mom. Yes, exactly. So the entire time I'm watching this movie, I'm like, that would never happen. And yes. then there, there are a couple of um, colloquialisms where I'm like, well, you could still have had like a, a passionate romantic relationship and mm-hmm. have that come across the screen, but it be period appropriate, especially if you're setting it, it's like a flashback memory. Mm-hmm. Do it justice. Right. So chemistry was palpable for sure. I mean, they could have worked on, you know, worked through that and, incorporate it into that time period i'm sure they could have mm. oh that bothered me so much i'm still talking about it. i just yeah. so so enraged yes should we talk about poor um army wife got stuck in the middle of that as well as lawn because um after noah got back from the war and he was rebuilding the house he needed some sort of comfort while he's waiting oh, for Allie right, to come back right. and then this army widow comes in and she's sleeping with him because she needs some kind of comfort because she lost her husband in the war and he's missing Allie and he wants some sort of comfort at night. You know, they get together and you remember this, the scene after the big scene that everyone remembers, what? but you know, after that scene, she pops up to say hello and, you know, maybe get a quickie or whatever. And he's like, yeah, it's not a good idea. And it's, oh, she's here. Allie pops out and she's like, hey, how are you doing? I'm like, you're a bestie. Coming for tea. I'm like, what? <laughs> no. Most girls might be a little uh, a little bit jealous, even though it, the relationship was problematic even at, at that point. They'd be a little bit jealous. Like, oh, this is who you're sleeping? You've been sleeping with? Why are you waiting uh, on me? But she was marking her territory uh, by the, the sheer fact that Allie played hostess and was like would you like to come in for tea yeah she was marking her territory good for her she Mm -hmm. battled it out like a like a champion i'm like i don't know (laughs) if i had been ali's age if i would have handled it with such pizzazz but when i saw that like i wrote that down as a note yeah i'm like Go for her with that power move right i feel for the widow i do because she had this great love with her husband and she lost him in the war. So she's lost. She's lonely. She needs some kind of comfort. And she found it in Noah for a short period of time. But Allie was always going to be the girl for him. So, I mean, even in the back of her head, I think she probably thought that this wasn't going to last forever. So I need to enjoy this as best as I can for now. Well, what's really interesting is that that kind of like basically concludes the, the young people's story narrative. And it just like highlights the fact that both partners were ignoring the flaws and imperfections of each other. And uh, whereas at first in the beginning part of the movie, it prevented the development of a deeper connection. Yes. Um, 
when the the present storyline of the notebook was unfolding, it kind of shows the meaningful connection that was based on mutual respect and understanding. Yeah. What a, the ideal relationship would look like, I think. Yeah, what what we all secretly deep down inside aspire to. And I wrote down, <laughs> I, I literally have it written the best phrase of the movie. And then I have below it, I'm like, that got me super romantic, was your mother is my home. And I'm like, oh my God, I want somebody to say that to me. I know. I Absolutely. want somebody to tell me that you are my home. And I'm like, oh my God wet puddle over here <laughs> yes before we get too deep into what i'm thinking about the um older folks um story we need to talk about the scene the rain scene oh see i was kind of like ambiguous about the rain scene how did you feel about that lead up to it when they get out of the boat and she storms off she's walking off she turns around and she was saying why didn't you write me and starting that little art mini argument why didn't you write me? Why, why, why? And he's saying, girl, I wrote to you every day for a year. What the fuck? I thought it was over. You thought it was, you know, it's not over. Still is over. How does he feel about that moment? Well, I was just sitting there thinking like, oh my God, they finally communicated. Yes. Heaven forbid we, we communicate. Oh my God. <laughs> they had a breakthrough moment of clarity, which mm-hmm. then they, they could finally move past all the trauma from years past. Yes. That they could have just talked about earlier, but because they're, they're so like triggered by each other mm-hmm. that I, I think like obviously you could tell like towards like the second half of the story they they've learned to work and understand each other but that was the moment where they started learning how to communicate right i mean when you're 17 you don't necessarily know how to communicate with your partner but i'm glad they got to that point some at some point i think i was much more annoyed by the 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 part where he brings her with this half-ass idea of like eventually i'll buy this plantation and i'll fix it up and i have candles everywhere and there's no bed but i'm gonna lay this towel on the ground of like a dilapidated (laughs) mansion and it's just like they they were building the narrative of it being so romantic and i'm sitting there and i'm like as as somebody that this is a young girl in the 1940s you're you're coming to her with like wishes and dreams nothing concrete right and you're like but have sex with me right on a floor yeah but at least feel like it was a little better the second time around when they actually finally got to do to get together well i thought it was funny because in my mind i i was thinking so they they had their their passionate ring kiss and you're just like oh my god and the letters and finding the letters he like carries her up the stairs and then they finally have sex on a bed i'm like thank god They, they, they goes in a bed. It's like full circle. He's finally yes. he's finally able to like achieve that that like fictitious fantasy that he was creating in his head. Yeah. And because she's like 17, 18, she's like, oh my god, this is so romantic. And yeah. I'm like, 
you're about to have sex for the first time on a dirty, run-down floor. And the, the ceiling could come down on you at any point. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it was better that he he picked the bed. They picked the bed and they were able to sleep, you know, have sex on the bed, which is fine. But <laughs> hilarious. Oh. All that unfolded. So I remember turning to you when they start, they, they've like reached the bed and they start making out. And I look to you and I'm like, <laughs> you know what they've had this like pent-up passion Mm -hmm. for like maybe like eight years at that point because some time has like passed since since they reconnected in charleston and i'm like you know this is a little bit too romantic of like in my opinion (laughs) i don't know if everybody else agrees with this or not but i'm sitting there thinking like i was expecting things to be a lot more hot and heavy and like, like like you, you just can't wait to to get the clothing off. It's like there might have been some moments, but the full on sex scene was pretty tame for being away for that length of a time and, and all the things this. that have happened to them in their lives and that unrequited passion yes. for like seven eight years, and then it's just like this this soft and gentle magical experience. And I'm like, <laughs> I I don't know. So. Here's an interesting question. Do you think that was her first time? No idea. I'm sure it was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, Vanilla, maybe? <laughs> you don't saying? know. You don't know. But uh, I thought it was hilarious with... Um, she was so nervous when she was 17 because they, they were yeah. messing around on that like dirty ass like plantation floor. Because it wasn't a perfect moment. No, it wasn't. I mean, they, they were really trying to sell us hard on that. But oh when when they were on the the bed like eight years later um it you could tell that they were a lot more comfortable in their bodies so Mm -hmm. i feel like these are two people that may or may not have that much experience but they're not in the same place that they were when they were like that much younger Mm -hmm. yeah because she does have a line where she says oh you know this whole time is this is what I've been missing. That's what originally made me think, oh, this was her first time at all. But maybe this was her first time with somebody that was in her mind right for her. And they were in sync. They were in sexually. Sync. Yes. They were compatible sexually in that moment. And she's like, oh, my God, this is what I was missing. And I'm like, <laughs> there was a little thought in the back of my head going, that's great. You get to have the love of your life and for all intents and purposes they're alluding to that is the best sex of her life like mm-hmm. he's just like checks all the boxes on her list and then i had like a little snicker moment going like well typically you don't marry the person that you have the best sex with because mm-hmm. they're just not typically a good partner match for you right because chemistry is great, but it may only go so far. It's all about whether or not they're willing to do the work in the relationship. Well, that's why this is a romantic movie where you get all the check boxes checked off. This <laughs> happens to all work out. And it, interestingly, it seems to work out for them because after this very emotional, very beautiful scene that they have together, she has a conversation with Lon and tries to let him down. He was actually almost kind of cool about it, but not at the same oh, time. Oh, no, he was furious. He yeah. was so hurt and furious. But like the secure person that his character was written to be, I was mm-hmm. like, 
good for him. He he yeah. expressed his anger. Yes. He was like, I don't know how to handle this, but we're going to communicate. Right. I'm like, ooh, novelty. <laughs> and all she can do is like, I don't know what's happening. I don't, I'm so confused. And I'm like, and everybody, you know what I got the feeling in the entire movie? Everybody was just telling her, what do you want? What yes. do you need? Uh, every single character. Even Nula. Everybody in the movie was always telling her and it was just like you know what the entire movie was about the self-discovery of leslie fuck Allie. it was funny but no i just i'm like <laughs> what you're so confident leslie <laughs> and anyway. that just goes to show you how much i resonated with her character like i actually didn't like her character that much Mm-mm. i liked noah's character i liked oh my god now i'm forgetting lon lon lon's character yeah i liked everybody else's character but Allie's. yes I mean, I feel for her later, but in that in those moments, I I don't know. She still seems like she's 17 years old again with this boy that was still 17 years old in her mind, but they were actually in their mid to early to mid 20s. He's done the growth. He's grown and he's done all these things with his life. She really hasn't. She's well, still stuck in that 17 year old. I would mindset. argue that she's grown because this was still the 1940s. She broke up an engagement. Mm -hmm. She bucks society. Mm -hmm. And she goes and follows her heart. But throughout the entire movie, even towards the end of the movie, even though they bill her as being so strong, she needs to be taken care of. Right. Especially with the older people's story. She's still being taken care of by him. And she's still, the, at that point, she doesn't know who he is. But he is still taking care of her. Well, it, it goes He doesn't have to live to, with her, but he is. This is, like, a gender norm where, mm-hmm. like, the woman needs to be taken care of and needs to be rescued. Now, when you have dementia, and this is a long-time love, obviously, you're hoping that your partner sticks with you. I would say when when they... He just, he's like moved into the facility to be with her every day. Yeah. Like when, when we were getting and we were pouring the wine before we like clicked record, you were saying like, that is so hard to have to like, every day go through that again. Watch her disappear from your life again and again. Even though she's physically right in front of him, she's not all there. I've had jobs where I've worked with elderly residents. Some of them might have had dementia or just mm-hmm. starting I can't imagine being in a relationship like that with somebody and having to watch them come back to you for, in this movie, I think she was there for five minutes. Women together, they were dancing in this, but then within five minutes, click, something clicked in her head and she's like, oh my God, who is this man in front of me dancing with me? I'm scared. I'm scared. Help, help, help. And you saw it in his face. It's, he lost her again. And I think when they just casually mentioned that he had two heart attacks previously, I think his heart was so broken. He had a heart attack twice. I think she can, she can't come back to him for a short period of time and then left him again. And that caused those heart attacks. Yeah. When I saw the, the five minutes 
where she was Allie. Because she asked him, she's like, how long was it last time? And yeah. he said about five minutes. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, well, I'll hang on basically as long as possible. Right. And then she starts freaking out in his face. And he clutched his chest. It killed me. And hot me to the core. It killed him each time. And you could see it in his face. It killed me. I don't cry. And, and a lot of times when I see those scenes, I tear up. I know I saw you tear up. (laughs) (laughs) But it really got to me just because they spent their whole lives together. But then there was those period of seven years that they were apart. He lost her once and then he got her back. The first time it probably killed him to lose her. But then having to lose her daily for however many years that she had this dementia. I don't I don't know. He, he's so secure and he's that driving force, you know, force for her and he's safe person. that's always there for her. Even though all this thing, these things are going on, he still stayed. He stayed with her each time Mm -hmm. and still pops back in. Even though when she goes away again, he's still there reading that story to her every single day. I don't know if I could do that. And I'm just thinking, I don't know if I could put however many years they were going 40, 50 years, however many years that they were together, how, I don't know if I'd be able to put in that much. If I know, if I'd known that one or both of us would be getting dementia and we would lose that connection each time that would kill me. If I was on the, his end, even on her end, that has to be scary. Even just for those moments that you have to enjoy those moments that you have together because it's going to go away in a, a blink of an eye. I remember turning to you, basically like the last scene of the movie. And I turned to you because he's like, he's recovered from his like latest heart attack. Yeah. And the the nurse who's on duty, she's like, listen, I can't let you in, but I'm going to go grab some coffee. Wink, wink. wink. <laughs> and so he, he goes into Allie's room at night, the woman's sleeping and he's like watching her and i'm like on one hand you're like oh my god that's so romantic but you have to like remember like the woman has dementia what if she had woken up mm-hmm. and it's nighttime and there's this man that you don't know like hey Hovering over your bed how are you oh my god absolutely not but so i think it's because of the movie they just magically made that one of those yeah. moments where she she was have, lucid she and lucid knew what was going on knew who he was yeah and they had this like romantic moment because it was jarring to me it like took me out of like the oh my god this is such a wonderful love story and i'm like oh we've entered in creepy territory and then they kind of like themselves luckily she knew who he was and they kind of had their like final goodbyes and And he jumps in the bed with her i would i'd be a little jarred if i had dementia and some random dude was jumping in my bed with me Oh, maybe it'd be like the woman on instagram and be like oh hello there's a man in my bed (laughs) right but yeah i mean well they they go to sleep together and i guess fall asleep they they decided that both of them are ready to go and i was thinking like you know what if i found the love of my life that is how i would want us to go i don't want of us to go first because then i would feel guilty that the other person is still there and i'm not there or i'm there and they're not there and leaving you 
to be that widow or widower for the rest of their life, just go together. Go together, go out holding hands. <laughs> you feel ending. safe and you're together. It's so, so sweet. And then they, they like wake up and you can tell that like both of them just like died in their sleep peacefully. I'm like, oh my God. And they even have the perfect death on top of it. I know. <laughs> For all the toxicity that you see in this whole movie, you're like, this almost redeems it, but it, but it's so sweet. The moment is very sweet. I mean, and it, at least if I was in their situation, I feel a whole lot better with somebody knowing that they're going to go with me instead of, am I going to be alone in this? And is this going to, am I going to be alone? And I don't want to be alone. If you're especially with that person for so many years, that's that set of scenes gets me each time, even though I say I'm not very emotional because I'm really not, but those moments do get me. I will say that it tugs at my heartstrings because I want some sort of love like that, where they stay and they don't ditch you at the first moment. Like what would have happened if Noah saw that she was getting dementia and he left her? That would be heartbreaking while she was still lucid and still these things are still going on around her. For me, I want someone around with me. No, maybe holding my hand, just being there with me through this, working well, through it with somebody. That would have been a terrible romantic movie. We're, we're right. not here to see reality. I because know. if real life relationships were like those in romantic movies, we'd all be single and eating ice cream straight from the tub. Uh-huh. 100%. So I think it's, <laughs> after watching the, the notebook, it's, it's good to have or to keep a healthy dose of skepticism, especially yes. those the red flags at the beginning of the movie. Why don't we, why don't we make this into multiple episodes? And talk about maybe Twilight, Reese, maybe television, talking about Carrie and Big from Sex in the City. Oh, before we, we went and we traveled to Paris, what was it like Singles Inferno on Netflix, the, the South Korean show? We should do yes, that. Yes, absolutely. We need to do an episode on that. Oh my God. It was very jarring as American women, I'm sure, seeing these different representations of what a relationship could look like. Even if it's on a, real, you know, a reality show, it was jarring. And I think we, we binge watched like the entire season, like before yeah. the, the plane like left. But yeah. But anyway, we're getting off on a tangent. Keep uh, that is coming up. We're definitely I mean, we could talk for hours on like dissecting singles oh. Inferno season two. Yeah. Can you imagine talking talk about James Bond? You know, what? that would be an entire episode. I think I I could. I don't I'm not sure which one anyway we can make multiple episodes of that <laughs> well we, we have plans to make this a series so we hope you enjoyed today's episode if you liked this type of format more of these uh, rate and review episodes are coming down the pipeline yeah anyway talk to you later bye bye mm-hmm.